got your nods and your balls, got your grapes and your berries, got your tackle and your stone, you got your lightning and your hairs, got your hangers and you got your mags, got your poop and bristle pads, you got the Bonzi's bowl bag. Okay, Woody and Satsy, you're back in the, uh, I was going to say the shed, but you're actually on Condo's couch. We're actually launching a new segment, which is uh, Barnsley's Ball Bag Questions. Uh, we've had so much feedback from uh, over 100 podcasts about the words of wisdom that we have from our long-form podcasts. So we actually thought we'd go back to the start. Um, and the very first podcast we actually did, because you're a guest, but then somehow you ended up on the podcast, was with uh, James Wood, uh, Woody. Yeah. That's you. Yeah, that's me. Um and that's my name. Don't wear it out. Okay. <laughs> right. And, and actually, I went back and listened to your podcast and we actually did not have a Barnsley Borbag um, section in there. So this is actually a first for you. Yep. Um, and Far then away. we're going to do uh, – we're, apparently we're going to do condo yep. and then if we ever find Beric and he replies to our texts or whatever, we'll do Beric. Sweet. Yeah. So uh, this is a stage where we get to the Barnsley Borbag question, James. I'm ready. I'm fucking so, – I'm in a really good headspace. I feel really level. I'll answer these as good as I probably ever will. Okay. So, Satsy, this is, this is the first time you've sat in on a ball bag, I think. So yeah, it is. This it is, is John, so too. you know how the ball bag works. Love you it can, how your voice is back to normal. It's, it's good, yeah, yeah. erotica. <laughs> um, you can ask random questions, a couple of questions, straight to Woody about whatever you want to ask. Well, I'll ask what you normally ask, Woodsy, which is the um, – uh, it's your retirement party, end of your career, and you can have um, anyone, dead or alive, three bands or three acts that you would have. Who would they be? Man, it's it's a, it's hard to get three in, but I'm gonna. Well, so I reckon your party would go for longer, so we can give you a bit of leverage. To I'm have just more. gonna. I'll give you the time frame, the venue where it's at. Okay, so I'm gonna hire. So this is gonna suit everyone. Okay, so this is gonna suit young, old new to the town, whatever. We're going to go to the Lennox Surf Club. I'm going to move out all the – everything out of every room. It's going to be an empty shell. There will be a bar on – there will be a margarita bar on the deck. Azteca? With, Azteca with the kegs. They'll be lined up so you can have a margie out on the deck. Down on the grass, we've got different games. So this is in before the music. I'm doing the party. So you arrive, you park in that late car park or you park over at the surf club. Grass area's got bocce, Okay. It's got um, what's the bag throw into the hole? Uh, cornhole. Cornhole. That's it's an American game, isn't it? Cornhole. No, it's not. It's a game where you play it on the grass. Okay, we're gonna okay. do that. We're gonna do. We're gonna do like. Uh, there's gonna be other activities such as long jump. There's gonna be like games where you can really compete. Okay, they're down on the lawn. There's gonna be a couple long, kegs around there. Jump. You can walk into the bolo upstairs. First band you see. Okay, so this is a warm up band. Pretty, pretty, like pretty cruisy band. Rage Against the Machine. They're going to be kicking things off. They're playing at the start after we have a nice sit-down meal with the four thousand people that are there. Everyone gets like, um, what do we have at the golf day? The Healthy Minds Golf Day. Like everyone gets oh, that. The smoking the barrel. Like the smoking yeah, smoke, yeah, that's what everyone gets on arrival. If you vego, you can have just like a one of those in like a cucumber form. Okay. Rage Against the Machine upstairs. They play from 7 till 12, okay? Okay, so everyone's firing up. Killing in the name of the last song. 
12 a.m. all the way through to 3. Okay, it's going to be one of my very favorite, okay? Very, very favorite, dead or alive, okay? It's going to be three acts in one, and they're all going to rap together. Tupac, Biggie, Dr. Dre. What my foes need, make some emojis for you don't need. Approaching women with the passion, but a long day. But I've been driven by attraction in a strong way. Your body is banging, baby. I love the way you're flown it. Time to give it to daddy. Sugar, now tell me how you want it. So you wanna be hardcore with your hat to the back. Talking about the gaps in your racks. But I can't feel that hardcore appeal like you're screaming. Maybe I'm dreaming. This ain't Christopher Williams. Still some MC got the feel one. Those three, they're all going to be rapping together. We're going to go through their whole set for three and a half hours. Well, this is like a Super Bowl performance. Fully. It's like and then, up in smoke too. And then we're from 3.30am till about 10am. Okay, so 10am sort of last drinks and that's when we move probably to someone's after party. 10am the next day. So they finish, they, they rap from 12am to 3.30am. Mm. Last guys. It's going to be Daft Punk. They're going to play in their light-up pyramid. Daft Punk are going to play oh. for five hours all the way till 10 a.m. I could get a, I could get one of my mates who's a high-profile DJ to DJ as well. I could say that to be nice, but he's going to be on the dance floor dancing. Everyone will be dancing. So that's, that'll be the evening, and that's anyone's invited that I know, that I've seen cross my eyes. Not that Where I, do you go at 10 a.m. the next day? Like, 10 a.m., we'll go for a quick body surf out the front. The flags will be up by then, so no one will drown. Everyone has, a, like, a nice swim. Get on a nice party shirt, and we're going to go on it. We're going to get – if we have to get 100 buses, we're going to get 100 buses. Everyone's going to the Goldie to a race day. We'll make one up. Go to the race day, Magic Millions will be on. Hit that. Everyone wins. Someone gives us a crazy tip from Sydney. We get all on it. Everyone wins a thousand bucks. So you come back from the party on the bus with a thousand bucks. So I paid you to party with me for 24 hours. This is probably the best answer we've had to a ball bag. Easily. Uh, band question. I'm thinking That's of this shit on the these. spot. He, he's had a hundred over a hundred podcasts. To I told you I was, I was told you I was in a good headspace before answering this. So think about that. So you've had a big 24 hours party all night. We've had good food, different types of music. We go to the races. You're in a suit or a party shirt. Chicks are frothing. Everyone wins a thousand bucks, even your chicks. So they can't take your thousand bucks you want. Everyone's got a thousand bucks. You come home, you get off the bus at the surf club to your car. Mm-hmm. And you've got the cash. You've got ten hundred dollar bills. Wow. What and that's day. it. What a day. And you might go home for some water. <laughs> what <laughs> Maybe a day. some more food. What a day. What an answer. Far out. Satsy, yeah, go good. again. 
Go again. Righto, Woodsy, take us back to the start of your surfing career. I'm interested to know you You were world junior champion. Yep. Did you sort of feel at that point like you were going to be a pro surfer? T- t- what was your mindset back then when you, when you were the world junior champ? And then sort of did you, did you think before that, I'm good enough to, to go all the way here? Or was it that the sort of the moment where you kind of gave it a real crack? Uh, I think probably when I, when I won the under-16s, that was when I was like, holy shit. Because I didn't really expect to win. Like I, I thought I'd maybe – I would have been stoked if I made the final. And when I made the final, I was just stoked to be in the final. Is that a one-day event? Did they have No, nah, no, it went for about a week. It was in Narrabeen. It was in North Narrabeen. That was 2002. In the final was um, – I think it was like Wade Goodall was in the final. One of my really close mates. That I did a lot of the competing with over the years, um, uh, and then a couple of South African guys were in it as well, Damien Farrenfort and another guy. And I just got on a roll. I just Lunarabeen was pumping in the final day. It was the under sixteens. Um, it was probably four foot. It was really nice lefts, like full classic Narrabeen. And I still didn't even expect. I was just like, if I can just get a couple of good waves, I'll be stoked. Because everyone else was surfing good. I think I just got through my semi. Anyway, I just got a really good first wave. And I think I got – I didn't get a huge score. It was probably like a 7-5. And I just – you had to get out and run back out in the corner. And I just got back out. No priority. It was best three then. And I just got two other really good waves. And, fuck, there was like five minutes to go. And I think one of the guys from South Africa needed a pretty decent score, like an eight or even a high eight. And I, it just, no, no, we we're just sitting there and it just ticked away. I was like, I never, th- I still thought maybe I'd lose. I wasn't nervous about losing. I was just like, holy shit, I'm in the lead. Like this is actually happening. And then, yeah, and it, it ended was, up getting the win. And that was when I was like, oh, maybe I'm good enough to be with the better guys in my age group. But I never thought I would, was the best guy. Did, cause that was pretty prestigious back then, wasn't it? Like they don't do that now anymore do they that that's it's a bit different now because when you um when you had to make it back then it was you had to make Aussies you had to make the final of the Australian titles so it was always four man heats back then it was best three you had to make if you made the final of the under 16s and the final of the under 18s that was the team they'd just take the top four from the Aussie titles so I remember Jock Barnes he won two Australian titles he won the under 16 Australian titles and the under-18 Australian titles. I remember that just being like – That was huge. That was huge. He won at Bells, I think, one year, and then he won in West Oz, I'm pretty sure. And he, 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 at that time, they were over in um, Bali. They were in Bali and they were at just at Kuta Beach. I think he might have got second in one of the events and in the Worlds. He might have got second twice. I don't know. He, he did well in the Worlds, but he never won. He won the Aussies. But it was just huge. I was like, far out. That'd be like, I never, I would dreamed of doing that. I never thought I would. And did it like it change for you career wise? Did Billabong like overnight? I wasn't of- even sponsored by them then. So really? I was, I was sponsored by SMP, which was like an old, sort of old school street, more street skate surf. They had, a, they had a sick surf team, but they were from Sydney. They were the, yeah, they were the, they were the guys that sponsored us. Of, uh, Andy King's first sponsor. Yeah, I was, I was like the kid on the team with Andy King, and there was wow. some. Really good surfers on the team. Just run us through the the names of blokes that have won that World Junior um, Championship. Like, mate, oh, like D'Souza won it the following year. I think he won the 16s. Um, 
don't know. I, I don't know. I don't really know. After I, I oh the year so the year in the eighteens when I won that was in Tahiti. The year in the sixteen boys. This is the final for the sixteen boys in. I was in the eighteens and the sixteens was fucking way gnarly. It was John Daru won. Geordie Smith got. Julian might have got second, Wilco got third, and like Geordie got fourth. And people that lost in the semis was Jeremy Flores and I think maybe D'Souza. Like they were the, they were a bit they were like a year or two younger than me. Younger than you. Jeez, that's a strong age. It was the gnarliest age group. And so in the final for the eighteens, it was myself, Ben Dunn, Jeremy Johnson from America, and Tanner Gadowskis got fourth. I think that was that was the final that I was in. And then the girls, I think, was like Steph won, Steph on the 18s. I think Jesse Myla Dyer, who runs the yep. show now, she might have got second. She does a good job. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. There was like it was like seemed like the age group underneath was pretty stacked. Wasn't yeah. well. None of us really. So Woody, to answer on. the question, when you won a 16s, you won an 18s. When do you reckon it clicked that? Yeah, I'm going to have a crack. Was I it always when Billabong wa- sponsored you? Or? Probably. Like I always wanted to do it. I was going to do. I I like just wanted to do it. Like I remember all the Northall guys, like Joey Hudson, Lincoln Efa, Chris Knight, Sonny Russell, Jared House. All mm. those guys were. They would like work through the year, and then they'd do the Aussie leg of the QS, which was at the time it was Newcastle, Western Australia, and there was a contest on the Gold Coast. And they were like three, four, five, six stars. And then they'd save up and work for a couple of months and get ready to go through the European summer. They do all, there was usually about eight events through Europe, couple in, uh, one in England, a couple in France. And I just was, that was always my dream to do what they were doing. I just really liked following those older guys and what they were doing from here. Did you, like when you got onto it and finally realised that dream, did you, like, was it as good as you thought it would be? Did you enjoy it or was it like stressful? I think because I get anxious. I think because I'd just done really well from the age of like 16 to 18, I was really consistent. I got a lot of good results. So it was like expectation to do well. Yep. And uh, I just got ahead of myself, I reckon. I just kind of thought I was it was just going to happen as easy as it had because I was never that highly touted from like that early start. I'd always just compete really well. Yep. Compete as if I was never going to do well in it. And then once you, I got that – other world title, I thought I was ripping and just expected it to work out. Whereas those other guys, like even Melling, he he didn't do that well in that time, but he kept working really hard and he just improved so much and he just jumped leaps and bounds in front of me and he'd never had those results. But by the time we got on the QS, he was, you know, he nearly made it his first year and then he made it his second year and he was on tour. Like I just, yeah, I didn't I didn't put enough energy in improving in uh, after I got – to 18 I reckon and looking back now in hindsight what's what would you change about that sort of time just putting the energy in the right areas focusing like knowing where, that you where, where didn't you put the energy just improving like oh. I, I feel like I didn't put enough time surfing I put more time in having a good time like partying and did you yeah oh. I was <laughs> I would you know I just got swept up in all of that I do I'd still surf a lot but it wasn't to improve it was just to surf but do you know what's funny about you now like your the model you run now, like you're training all the time. I know you're healthy. I should go you're back. You're fucking the complete opposite. Of I know, like, and I'm, you know I'm real. Like, and I really like. I don't look at back at that and get sad or regretful. I just look at it as a big learning, learning time, and maybe that put me on the path to meet my wife Renee. And I've got you know I'm so lucky now with what I've got. 
you know, everything happens for, for a, a reason. reason. If I can do anything with the coaching I do now, it's to show them that if you put your energy in the wrong spot at that time, that that critical time, you you won't be doing it. You'll be watching your best mate on tour like I did. Yeah. So that that's like probably the gist of all of that. That's how I view it. I don't – it just does not keep me – Doesn't keep you awake. No at way. No. Like look at it. I've got, I feel like I'm really lucky now with what I've got. Fuck, that's good. I've got good mates. I've got a great wife, good healthy kids. I've got, I don't know, I've got about eight jobs, but they're, I all really enjoy doing them. I feel good about where I'm at for sure. Well, that's a good, good point you make. You've got young kids, a busy, busy uh, life, a wife. Yeah. Uh, heaps of jobs. Yeah. How do you maintain such a positive um, – Attitude like carefree, like you're always you're always upbeat. You're always. Try to, I just try. Uh, I try and get all the demons out early in the morning. By like I've said it a few times on the podcast. Just try and. I feel like if you're staying fit with your body and feeling good, you stay pretty. You feel pretty good about yourself in your head. But I've never really been a self hater. Really, I don't think. Or maybe I was a bit sad after I lost Billabong, and it kind of went. I just didn't know who or the what what I was. You know, like at that time. Because you identify yourself as a surfer and you've got to go tell everyone that you're not sponsored by Billabong and you're not doing it anymore. You've got no one to help you because you're fucked up and they didn't believe in you. So that part was hard for a little bit, but now I'm, it's where, fine. Where do you reckon you got that from? Like, because you, you've had a bit Probably of my mom. My mom. I had good people around me at the time. Like, obviously my family, my mom and my stepdad were really helpful. Um or like I had uh, good people, like my trainers, Phil, um, Phil Walsh was amazing there and uh, Pete Roberts, like those guys. I had good people. I didn't, they didn't view me as a failure, I think. Like they never, it never was like, I never felt like that. Probably the only person that was like that was probably me to myself. Yeah. But everyone else was, you know, fuck, just get on with it. I think that's probably how I just got through all that. I, I never, never really sat and got... Too sad. Is that it, Satsy? Are you wrapped up? Mate, I'm just, yeah. I'm just, just giving you an open yeah. mic. This is well, your you, first ball. This is getting, we're getting deep. This but, is your ball, but ball like, bag. I don't, I'm not trying to get too spiritual by it all, but I don't feel, I don't feel regretful with any of that. I don't, I don't like, if you, can, if you can get over stuff like that, everyone has a failure in their life. It's probably the best thing you can do is learn from it. And, and if anything, with coaching and the shaping, just to put energy into getting better. Yep. Getting better at coaching so you can help the kids. Getting better at shaping so the board – like that's all I think about because that's what I didn't do when I was trying to get better getcha. with the surf and that's kind of the motivator. So you're using all those experiences Yeah, now like fuck, for don't drop off. Put your energy in, like stay for longer, shape for longer or, you know, think about, you know, at night what you've got to do to improve these kids that are trying to do it. Yep. Yep. Fucking love it. You done, Satsy? Yeah, I'm done, brother. Right, our first question from Condo, uh, Woody, is uh, – We'll just stay on the surf tact. Um, this year, yep. uh, we're probably going to have the strongest WSL lineup: J- uh, John, John, Medina, Talio, F- uh, Philippe. Then you got the younger generation: Jack, Robbo, Ethan, Griffin, Kanoa. Uh, all probably at the end of the year, if they were crowned world champions, they'd be worthy. Um, I'm going to give you the keys to the Condos Castle. You can have a real crack with one bet. Who and why will be the winner of the world title in 2023? It's, 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 a, it's really hard to pick because I, I think it's 
It's hard to put all, I'd, I'd, I feel like John's owed a couple. I'd love for John, like I'd love, I'd love for one of the Aussie lads, Ethan or Jack or Connor, like one of those guys to get up would be sick. Um, it just fucking, it's just so hard to pick for trestles. It's such a fucking weird way. Oh, for the final day. For the yeah, final day yeah, where yeah. they decide it. If it was it, if it was it, pipe, it'd be so sick if it was at pipe purely because. They've all done well there. Well, Jack's amazing there. Obviously, John's, John, John, the, John's the king of it. Gabrielle's won there a couple. Like, it'd be so much more exciting than a slow heat at Trestles where one of them does, even if John and Medina match up for the world title showdown and two of the heats are slow. I, 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 like, if it's there, going off how well Medina surfed it the first year there, it's hard to put not put your money on him. Medina, okay. I, 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 Med, I don't know. My head says Medina, but, you know, my heart would love one of the Aussie lads. Fuck. Woody, can you just t- tell the story quickly, the one that you told me that time about Medina? I think it was you and Yade Nickel. And, like, Medina was still pretty young and – he paddled over you or around you and then you warned Yades and Oh yeah, yeah. So this was well this was uh far out. It was probably two thousand and nine or ten. And I'd ha- I'd had a- I think it was two thousand nine, but I had a couple of good results in a row in South Africa in America and we'll go to Brazil. You were confident like you were up. Oh, there. I just <laughs> was like making heats. And then I was like you know, back in then you'd read like back then they'd have a heat and you'd read these names and like, if they weren't doing every comp, you're like, fuck, who's this? Like, I haven't heard that name. And uh, I had him in Sakurima where they have the CT. It was a six-staff when I was going through there. And, mate, <laughs> he, was, he must I – was, I was 23. I, I think he'd be close to 30. I think I'm about six, maybe seven years older than Medina. So he would have been – I was 23. He would have been like 16 or seven – no, 16 I reckon he was. And – he, he was nearly as big as me because I'm not that big, but he was fucking all over me. I'm like, how's this little fucker trying to play these games? I'm fucking caught a wave, fucked it, turned around. He did two airs on the same wave, had like an eight, went down the beach because Charlie, this is for, he's whistled him down, two rights, smoked me. And then like, so from then I'm like, fuck this, you know, fuck this. <laughs> And uh, he, like, Yaden was doing really well. I think Wilco was, like, I think Wilco qualified. Wilco and Melian qualified that year. I think Yaden just missed out. Dusty qualified that year. But Dusty, he got to, like, Medina got, Medina ended up winning the comp. He's 16. This is six star. So all the best QS guys there. But he, he got through this uh, to the quarters. Yaden had him. I go, you fucking man on man now. You flog this little fucker. <laughs> Put that guy to the fucking cleaners. Smashed him. <laughs> Yane walks in. <laughs> We're like, all right, fuck, he's got Dusty now. He won't get through Dusty pain. No way, because Dusty was shredding. He was on his back end. Dusty looked amazing. We'll catch you later, Dust. Fuck, he got smoked. And then he had Neko Padarats in the final. Everyone's going for Neko Padarats. Medina flogged him. Fuck. 16. Six star. Unbelievable. Second question from Kondo. That, well, that, that was your question, Satsi. Uh, second question from Kondo. Um, probably since uh, you moved out of being a sponsored surfer into the next stage of your, of your life, uh, who, uh, who and what have they t- – sorry, who's been probably your greatest mentors and what are the sort of non-negotiables that, that they've taught you? 
with the shaping side or the oh, just 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 generally with how you're sort of living your life, shaping, coaching, mentoring, juniors. Oh, I mean, I'll, for the shaping, I'll just go through the different ones. But for the shaping one, probably the the guy that got me going, the like at the start, and was I don't know, he was I don't know, maybe just let me have a crack. Was Emery Al Emery? He he gave me a job when I, I was living with him. He um. I was working at night to get on the QS. So I was yeah. just trying to get any sort of work I could between the events to pay to go on to the next events because I was getting a little bit of help but not much. And he'd just go, yeah, just cut the boards at night on his machine. He slowly taught me how to do that. So I, was, I became the, the machine cutter and then he just slowly got me into it and he was always helpful. And, and I was obviously shaping boards that he was shaping. So he could have had the shits and gone, no, I don't want you to do that. And he was always really helpful. Never, never said no to work. Always let me work at night so I could surf through the day. That 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 sticks out a lot just to get get into it and start to find a bit of love for shaping. Brocky as well. Brocky was like really stoked. Always wanted me to like get in there and shape at the start when I was sort of still working for Emery, and um, just do more time in the bay. He was really helpful. Always look at him for his outlook on everything. Just really, really. Just a positive outlook, never sort of gets, I don't know, never, not much of a hater on anything. Doesn't like to feel like he's old. So like, you know, like that old guy looking down at all the young guys or whatever, he's always just amped on a new guy doing stuff, whether it's shaping or whatever. I, I like, I like it, it draws everyone in. And I'm sure there's old people that are like, why the fuck are all those young guys hang with Brocky? But the way his attitude is, it draws you in because you want to be around that. Yeah, he's got a great positive outlook. Yeah, everyone does. And, you know, obviously he's a lunatic. He sits at the walking track. So whenever you're there, you're fucking in a conversation about light posts or whatever. He's <laughs> He's got it so many – he's always amped to talk to you. Can it's, you work out his horse racing? T- you know, he goes through it and it's numerology. seven plus two. <laughs> yeah. is, see the, <laughs> it's the best. Like so sometimes I'd try and get him to shave and he's like, oh, mate, it's Fridays. I've been doing my numbers. I've got some big races coming up. And it's like – Can't do it. Yeah, he can't do it. But he's been really good. Um like Kaney with coaching, Kaney's been amazing. And Kaney, same thing as Emery. Like I'm another guy taking work, not that I take, take a lot of work from Kaney, but he was always really helpful. He still is so helpful with any questions and, and amped for me to do it. It's funny, like you can get into a place where you're taking someone else's work and they can either amp you up and help you and be, and, threatened, and, yeah. and be threatened and not very confident within this, what they're doing. And go and be really cruel or try and stop you from – and that probably happens with trades, with anything, really. Mm-hmm. I've been really fortunate where I haven't had any of that experience, really. So I've been – I don't know, probably Kingy too now. Kingy's been sick with the coaching stuff. There's like I'm so lucky to be surrounded by like the best guys that are happy to help. Yeah, happy to pass And I've been knowledge. pretty fortunate too with the kids too, like everyone – all the kids I coach, are, you know, they're already at a like. There's all like I got lucky enough to do stuff with Connor. Like he's on the mm. world tour. Like he didn't have to do stuff with me. He could have picked another guy. So you, I don't know. I feel like stuff has worked out too. Like maybe good. Can't I don't know how you would look at that. I don't know what you guys think, but so uh, so in wrapping it up, Woody, let's come back to your uh, your postcode. So two four seven eight. Uh, we don't. We know a hundred percent. You don't surf anywhere else except for the point. If the point's not pumping, you're that's not That's why surfing. I'm late today. <laughs> yeah. That, I've got no family here, so I've just been doing 37 hours a day. It's, that's why uh, I'm in a – 37 hours of surfing a day. Yeah. yeah. Um, Had about a six-hour conversation 
with the surf today. That's you've what I've spent thought. countless hours uh, on the rocks in the water at the point. Um, I love that place. It's fucking the queen of the coast. It is. So uh, let's just sum it up. It's um, I don't know what size is best at the point. Six foot, eight foot. Depends. Like everything. There's a there was a couple of days through the floods where the boys surfed and it was. I was, oh, when we, it just turned around we, and went offshore. Remember, we were yeah, down. Yeah, you were yeah, with yeah, me. I was yeah. like, dude, I've got to go. Yeah, I got to go. Yeah. Jordy's calling me yeah. and and pack like the boys. And that was that was thumping. Is that when you had your wedding on? You did mm. the potty in your wedding? No, no, that was a different time. That but was, it was just similar res- swell. Yeah. It was obviously bad water, but this bank was amazing. Like that was okay. So if you get a day like that, and we can replicate that in the next week or two, yeah. Who and and I'm going to chain you. I'm going to chain you to the tree, and you can't go out and cut my arm off and fucking so, go one. No, no, you're not yeah. going to go. And you got to sit on the rocks and watch. Who are the? I don't know. I won't put a number on it. Who are the four, five, six, seven guys that you want to watch surf those conditions at the point? Fuck. I mean, you'd love it. You'd love like the obviously the best guys in the world, but the guys here, I I still love watching Joey Hutto surf. I I know he's going to be, you know, having a good crack when it's big. Um, obviously Mello. I think Mello's like mm. he, he hasn't probably had his best big day out there. Like he's always been away when it's been big and good. He, you know, I'd love to see him on a really good long board surfing big Lennox. I feel like if he was on a roll, he'd he'd probably be my favourite to watch out there. Far out, I don't know, jo- Barnsey. Jock Barnes. Jock Barnes yeah. on his back end. Like, he's unbelievable when it's, you know, when he's on out there. Obviously, Connor, uh, he's fucking never had a bad surf in his life. I, I, mate, I'd love to see just my mates. Yeah. Like, nothing would make me happier than seeing him. Like, Sats down in a big fucking pit or Rian or whoever that doesn't get many waves, that just lucks out, drops into one and everyone hurts him on a scorcher. But... There's so many good like – all the kids, your sons, like Mikey, Jai, there's so many. That's a good that, – it's a good and bad thing. You see everyone's car in the car park, you go, <laughs> well, fuck, we're gonna, I'm going to have to work this fucking hard today. Or you see them all come down, you go, fuck. And the thing is too, like Piggy, Mikey, Jai, these kids I've been surfing with for – A long si- time. Since they, were, since they first started surfing out there. They look at now, they all look at the same waves I look at. For a long time, you, they, like, all the kids you coach, like even Scrap now, mm. he's starting to, they're starting to know the fucking waves. Like <laughs> Pig knows the east waves. Like they all know to go wide, like shit like that. You always go, fuck, they're onto it. Like, it, but yeah, I don't know. There's, so, there's a lot of, I mean, that's a bit of a fence hitter, but I, I would really like to see Melling. Surf it like the day Mick and that surfed it. I yeah, really right, think yeah, right. he's one sunset. I yeah. really think if he's on one of his good long pangs, I feel like he's as good as anyone out there. Yeah, he's as good as Dave. He's in Obviously, my top da- four or five favourites to watch. Yeah, I feel like Dave. I feel like Dave has put like Rasta is like some sort of wizard, but I feel like he's just come. He's so good at picking the moments. So it'll be big and pretty rogue, yeah. and then you'll wait, and then you're like, there's something out over there. And they f- and it's Dave. He's just launched in, somehow fluked the jump off of the sentry, and he get and he, he just gets, gets out there one. at the right time, gets the crazy one. Like that one of boulders that like, yeah, like that shit. Like yeah. that's life and death. And he just pulls it off. But yeah, and even Willsey too. I f- fucking forgot oh, to say yeah. I've f- forgot to say Willsey. I've seen him do unbelievable shit. 
from when I was really young. Unbelievable. Like he had those orange nerves back in the day when he, when he, he just lost the world title. It was 98 or 99 to Slater. And there was some, like they had, used to have the Quicksilver camps there. Watching him out there was unbelievable too. Well, Woody, it's taken us uh, north of 100 podcasts to sit down and do your ball bag. It's probably – It's been very entertaining. It's almost like another fucking podcast. Oh, it's good. It's very so entertaining. Good. I don't know. The, the one thing I was going to say to answer all those questions about where I'm at with my career and whatever happened with that, I love surfing. I, that's the one thing. I still love going surfing. Right now, I don't have my family here and I've fucking surfed all day. That, that's because I love it. That's the one thing I'm glad I still have, that I still love it. Let's wrap it up on that note. I love it. Get get lovey. Get lovey. Thanks, John. Is that deed stuff supposed to go on your face? Because I can't feel my lips. (laughs) 